I'm asking a lot of questions because I want to understand it may not be them that's causing the problem. It might be something else. But if I don't ask questions and I just assume it's them, then I'm never going to know. So I ask a lot of different questions so we can look at it from a lot of different sides, come up with a solution together. And they're going to be a lot more invested in that property because it's, it's not a gotcha. I need them on my team. I need them working hard and coming up with solutions themselves. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. I interview the top commercial real estate investors and industry experts so you can learn from their experiences. So if you're an investor, a high W-2 earner or real estate or tech sales professional that wants to invest in real estate without having to manage properties or leave your day job, then this podcast is for you. Or if you're already investing in real estate, but you're doing it part-time and you wanna become a full-time multifamily or full-time commercial real estate investor, this podcast is for you too. You're gonna learn a ton. You will learn from real life multifamily investors and other professionals in the industry. They're gonna share their blueprints for success. And I'm super excited that you're here. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. This is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents Podcast. Super excited yet again to have another amazing guest, Mr. Gary Lipsky. Gary, how's it going, brother? Good. Thanks for having me, Abel. I'm appreciative. I'm uh, humbled. I'm thankful. I have known you maybe for the past year, two years or something, hanging out with your partner, Kyle, and met him in person. I've seen you guys kind of together and then never had to, you know, was able to spend a lot, a lot of time with you. And then we we came across your asset management summit uh, last year, and just ever since then, it's been it's been fun seeing you on social and kind of all the places. So I th- thanks for your time, and I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to adding some value to your listeners. Yeah, yes, sir. And if you don't know Gary, Gary's one of those individuals that always provides value in in what they do and how they do it. He's the managing partner of eight. PT Capital Group, and they buy opportunistically value-added deals, usually Class B or Class C properties. And they've been real estate investing, or he's been real estate investing since 2002. He's invested as a passive and active investor in about 1,900 doors. That's a lot of that's a lot of real estate. Probably sounds like at least 100 million, if not more. But additionally, he's got 41 million dollars of assets under management. So, meaning he's the general partner, the principal of managing those assets. He helped co-found the Asset Management Summit, which we'll hear a little bit about today, as well as leads the Asset Management Mastery podcast. They're co-author of, of a book that's coming out, and just Gary is is uh, has a wealth of knowledge, and we're excited to have him. So, Gary, let me turn it over to you, brother. In in your own words, tell us who you are and what you do, and we'll start we'll start here. Yeah, you know, uh, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Uh, I co-produced some independent films in my twenties, and I ran a couple businesses, and and that really gave me the experience to be a good asset manager. So I knew how to run businesses and 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 build out operations and, and a team. And I had started investing in real estate in 2002, just for you know single family home. But when I sold my last business in 2016, I got into to real estate full-time and, and learned as much as I could and, and, and found that multifamily was a really good fit for me because each, each property you own is like a franchise, a business. And you put a team together 
and then you you know you you maximize the investment for your investors, and then you you execute your business plan, and then you sell it in three to five years. And um, that's something that I feel I'm really good at and and really enjoy. All right, man. Like, I lo- I love hearing that uh, that mindset, and I'd love to kind of come back to co-producing of movies when you were younger, and then trying to figure out how in the world that relates over to what you're doing today. Which you know, knowing I'm on this side of the general partner side, peeking behind the covers, I realize, oh, there's so much real business uh, operations, management systems, things that you have to put in place to have a successful business, even in the real estate. And I guess I could see the similarities now, but I'd love to hear them from you. You, you, So you ran multiple different businesses. You had some success when you were younger. What lessons did you learn back then that apply to today? Yeah, I mean, it starts with having a good team. You know, if you're if you're filming a movie, you got to make the day no matter what, you know, because you only have a certain amount of money, a certain amount of time to shoot. And you got to keep everyone on the same page. And, And that's, you know, what, you know, when you're working on a project, on a multifamily project, on your renovations, uh, your, your property management team, everyone's got to be on the same page. And that communication is so important. And, you know, I, obviously, you know, I wasn't that good when I was younger. And, and and over time, you get better and better and you learn from your mistakes. And and I'm able to apply what I've learned, you know, now in, in multifamily. So just really important that, you know, you've got to, you're going to make mistakes, but how you solve those problems, you know, it's, it's not focusing on those things and, and, and overcoming issues. You know, we all are facing curveballs. We all face COVID if you own properties and our properties for the most part thrived in that for other people, maybe they didn't because they weren't proactive. And, and, and that's where good asset management comes in. It's, it's being proactive, looking at all the data and seeing, you know, how can you constantly improve? And, and that's, that's something that we apply to everything that we do, that constant improvement cycle. I'm learning new things every day from seasoned veterans to, to newbies. You never know where you're going to get information from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like the mindset. One, uh, just, you know, get going. You said you got better over time. You learned a ton. You learned from your mistakes. You would have never been able to learn from those mistakes had you not gotten go. you know, actually getting into it right so just the fact that you had a little bit of uh the the thought process of an entrepreneur let me just go for it right you never produced a movie before you produced a movie so let's get going and then uh even still it applies to today so i like that mindset how many um how many businesses have you been a part of in one shape form or fashion or another geez um maybe like eight i mean it started with washing and waxing cars when I was, you know, growing up, you know, and we did that for, for a summer job and shoveling snow. Um, and then I own, you know, restaurant delivery service way before the days of DoorDash. And so yeah. lots of different things and just finding what I truly love to do. And my entrepreneur uh, teacher taught me that in, uh, in college is like, do something you're passionate about. And, you know, when you're younger, you're, you know, you're foolish and you're like, it doesn't matter. I just want to make money. But yeah. That gets old real fast. I mean, not making money, but like if you're not doing something that the you're passionate part. about. Yeah. Yeah. You just you're not gonna be you're not gonna be great at that. And so you gotta find something that you're passionate about and the money will come later. Yeah. I had a buddy uh and his he would always say what his dad told him. And he goes, A job, what do I want in a job? A job ain't nothing but work. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, we're like, Well, I thought we all have to job have to have a job, but 
really, you know, that's exactly what a job is just, it's a bunch of work. (laughs) So if you're going to make a bunch of money, you better enjoy what you're doing because uh, you're going to have to do a bunch of work one way or the other. And if you enjoy the work, you'll do better at it. Something I learned later on exactly what you're saying to the, to the point is the more passionate you are, excited about it, the more you really love what you do, it feels less like work and you do better. You put your whole effort and energy into it, not because somebody's telling you you have to, but because you actually enjoy it. And then you end up producing better results so you do make more money. It's kind of, it's this big virtuous cycle. You just keep going around and around. So man, and that's awesome for you. So you've really found something today that you really love doing. And so you kind of left that, the, the previous entrepreneur roles, the previous jobs, the previous you know positions, and now full-time real estate since 20, what, uh, 2017? Yeah, the beginning of 2017. So yeah, I've been working my butt off, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm loving it. I love the the creative side of looking at a deal and, and solving problems someone else can't and and the business side of, of, of reviewing all the numbers and how the data we use to make better decisions and uh and putting a, a great team in place to make to make me look good <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's it man I, I love it put put a an amazing team uh find the right deal in the right market and then the team really helps you kind of managing all these KPIs and then get the right data. And now you can make informed decisions and better decisions. Yes. Yeah. I love it, man. So tell us this whole asset management. So there's something that you and your partner have really hit hard. And I know uh, maybe a a couple of years ago, right? I found commercial multifamily syndication a few years ago, and then I found, oh, okay, there's a way to go do it. So I started attending lessons and classes and education seminars on uh, how to put these deals together. And then I started attending ones that were like how to raise money. And then, you know, really one of the the ones that I didn't see a lot of was asset management, which is such a critical part. It's like, the you know, you you go and put the deals together, you raise the money. Now what? Well, I got to manage this thing. So you guys kind of uh, really took that to heart and, and put out a whole series on asset management. So maybe tell us a little bit about how that got started and and what what does this mean, asset management? We'll we'll dig in here. Yeah, it's it's certainly not the sexy part. Everyone wants to announce on on social media, "Hey, I got this new deal," and that's what all the courses teach you, like how to get your get your deal. But no one's really talking about, okay, now that you have the deal, how to maximize your your NOI, your ROI. And and between Kyle and I, we have over fifty years of management experience, so we applied what we what we knew already, and we improved our systems. I mean, obviously, from our, our first deal. To now, many deals later, we, we just get better and better at uh, what we do and, and improve it each time and, and improve the systems. And how do we keep breaking down tasks and really understand how everything works? And so we can make informed decisions. You know, it's not looking, you know, if you've got um, a vacancy of, let's say, 10%, it's not looking at it as a whole. We want to know each unit type, even the different uh, renovation levels within that unit type to see maybe one. One a unit type we can raise rent. Maybe another one we need to lower rent slightly. But but being able to analyze all the data makes us much better asset managers. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So there's a a few things, right? If you're listening to this show and you are a passive investor, then there's a lot of this stuff that your multifamily syndicator, your operator, the sponsor, the person you're investing money in is doing all of this stuff in the background. Kind of like that duck 
in the water analogy, nice and pretty duck swimming on top of the water, but underwater, this duck's paddling like crazy to make sure it stays afloat, right? So that's what the team is doing. And the better the team does at everything that Gary just, just mentioned, the more return we're going to have as passive investors. And so that's what we're kind of describing. So let me, let me step another step back, right? So asset management in general, we're doing everything possible to make sure we're looking at all these data points, right? So what does that mean? What, what are y'all actually tracking and, you know, enlighten, enlighten all of us. So I think yeah. you can learn. Here. Yeah. So we want to take a proactive approach on everything we do, not a reactive. approach. So it's not just sitting back and looking at the reports and, and but, and it's yeah. also not micromanaging or dictating, you know, we want to work with our team, but, you know, say you've got, uh, you take over a property and, you know, one month has the bulk of lease expirations in one month, let's say 20%. So three months before, we're not going to wait till that month. We're going to, we know three months, you know, we, we know when we take over the property, how, how, when the leases expire. So we'll attack it three months ahead of time and maybe offer shorter term leases and longer term leases. So by the time we get there, you know, we can lease up faster. We don't have a ton of units to, to rehab at that time. And so that means, you know, more money uh, for our investors. And the value of the property has gone up because the NOI has gone up. So, you know, th- that's a big thing. Reducing timelines on, on renovations, on everything that we do, we're always looking to reduce timelines. And so uh, making sure we have great communication. You know, if we have a unit coming up for rehab, um, we're not going to wait till the, the resident is out. We're going to let our rehab team know two weeks in advance or three weeks in advance, depending upon what they need to order and, and, and how they need to set up their team. So it's bang, 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 no wasted days. Let's get it done. Let's get it rented and and get someone in there, you know, paying, you know, so all these these little things, how we can improve income, how we can reduce expenses, you know, add up to a tremendous amount of money over time, you know, but but don't look at it. Oh, it's only ten dollars or it's only twenty dollars, you know, multiply it by 100 units and over 12 months and divide it by the cap rate. And you're talking a significant amount of money. Hello, hello. You're listening to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you're serious about achieving financial freedom. Are you ready to create your own path through multifamily investing for yourself and your family? Then I know you're going to appreciate our investor's guide to multifamily investing. It's titled Tackling Commercial Real Estate the Easy Way. We use this guide to invest ourselves in $93 million worth of real estate. So we're gonna show you the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications and how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. So the best part, if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review and a rating, I'm gonna give you a free copy of our ebook. So please take a moment to do that now. Once you've done that, go to 5tcre.com forward slash ebook, 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Make sure to let us know you left a review and we're going to send you a free copy. So thank you so much for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I think you're 100% right. There's a bunch of project management on our side. There's a lot of timelines many multiple timelines and many data points to track and uh like the simple you know down to the simple ones down to the more complex but this the very glaring one the simple one to think about is what you mentioned man I, i've got a bunch of tenants and one of the highest expenses 
in our business is turnover. When somebody leaves, I got missing rent and then I got to make ready and then I got to spend some money to get it ready again. Well, if I can avoid that situation or move the uh, tenants into a lower paying rent to a higher paying rent, then we're going to do better as quickly as I can do that. So you said three months ahead of time, look at, look at when the, uh, renters are moving out, get ahead of it. Communication was another word that I wrote down. And then also, uh, you know, those timelines, compression, compression of every timeline, wherever it may be ordering materials early, getting on the, the communication with your contractors, get, you know, get this stuff done. That's, that's awesome. Now, outside looking in, if I'm a passive investor, I hear this stuff and I go, man, well, that's like property management. There's a difference between property management and asset management, right? So maybe you can unblur this line a little bit, maybe within your business or in, in general, it'd be awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because I think people don't understand. A lot of people, a lot of GPs just rely on their property management company to do everything. But, you know, they forget that, you know, they may manage 50, 100, several hundred properties. You know, for, as, a, as a GP, you know, I'm, I'm managing my properties, 5, 10, 15, 20 and keeping a close eye on them. So I'm going to have a much greater de- uh, detail to attention than they are. It's it's my property. And I have a fiduciary responsibility to my investors. The property manager doesn't. Basically, you know, if you get them on, on board and, and, you're, and you're providing good feedback, they're going to be more excited and work harder for your property. But again, they don't, they don't own that property. So you've, you've got to have checks and balances. You've got to trust and verify. You know, we'll do surprise visits just to check in and make sure... You know, it looks the same way as when we tell them we're visiting. We'll do secret shopper reports. You just got to make sure all, all these little things are getting done when they say they're getting done, because that is not always the case. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And going back to something else you mentioned earlier, right? And, and I wanted to dig in at the right time. So you, you had talked about uh, being proactive versus reactive. Makes a lot of sense. You're looking at the next quarter in front of you, kind of project uh, what's going to be needed there and then make decisions and act today, right? Uh, something you also mentioned was, hey, I, I want to do this not in a dictative fashion, not as a dictator, but man, it needs to be get done. So uh, for the active investors, the general partners on the show, how do you do that? How do you manage this property manager in a way or the business, the company in a way that, that you know you come across as, as, hey, you know, holding people accountable, but not dictating? Yeah. So if there's, if there's a problem, we discuss it and say, hey, I'm asking a lot of questions because I want to understand it may not be them that's causing the problem. It might be something else. But if I don't ask questions and I just assume it's them, then I'm never going to know. So I ask a lot of different questions so we can look at it from a lot of different sides, come up with a solution together. And they're going to be a lot more invested in that property because it's, it's not a gotcha. I need them on my team. I need them working hard and coming up with solutions themselves. and. You know, working with us, you know, they really get the hang of it over time and know our expectation level because, you know, first off, we we lay out our expectation level from the very beginning that one, we expect a lot, we expect a lot of detail. And uh, and typically when people know that they're going to rise to the occasion, they know what the target that we're aiming for. And so more, most likely they're, they're going to they're gonna hit that and, or be very close and we can tweak and improve just like I need to improve all the time. You know, they we could find improvements for them as well. And so we talk about it. And when they when they improve, we 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 praise them and 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 move on and keep keep looking for other areas of improvement for the property. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, that's good. Just good insight. So 
uh, there's a few things that you mentioned. And I'm like, man, I'm excited you said these things. The data points, right? Key performance indicators, net operating income, ROI, NOI, ROI. So for the passive investors, all these these data points are, are what you want your syndicator, your sponsor, really digging into and grinding into to make the best possible decision. And we we created this big pro forma. It's a bunch, you know, it's long Excel, 150 lines on each page with seven different tabs. And all of these are like these projections and assumptions into our return. I put in 100K, I get 200K back in five years, right? And so I want to hit that. So as a passive investor, everything that Gary's talking about is you're basically managing, you have your plan. How are we doing on our plan? Are we over or under? Are we green or are we red, right? So Gary, on a daily basis, what KPIs or what data points do you track? Can you, I don't know if you can list them off the top of your head or just kind of go through some of them. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Collections, obviously we, we paid a lot more attention to collections, you know, when COVID hit. And uh, so we check them on all of our properties on a consistent basis, uh, rent per square foot. So we want to keep watching that, keep going up and up and up. Occupancy, obviously delinquency, which, you know, it was the same thing as collections. You know, those are the key ones. And we're also looking at our ad spend too. Where are the leads coming from? Where are the conversions coming from? Because, you know, you could spend, if you're looking at at, at uh, marketing as a whole and you're not tracking it, you can spend tons of money and, and just throwing it down the drain when maybe Facebook Marketplace, which is free, is is bringing in a lot of stuff. You know, each <laughs> market is different. So yeah. you got to pay attention to what's working and what's not. I mean, we have some properties like 176 unit that we're barely spending anything on marketing, but, but the, the freebies are, are just bringing everything in and we're at, you know, pretty close to hundred percent lease. So you, you don't need to spend a ton of money and it's not even on, on, on a main road. So keep testing, keep testing and tracking. Yeah. Yeah. Testing and tracking. Okay, cool. This is, this is great. I wrote down a, a couple of these things. you you brought up some memories. I used to work at a company called Rackspace and we're an IT hosting company. What we did was we created an inbound lead generation model. So we did not outbound in sales and we closed $100 million a year in business over the, la- over the 10 years that I, I went there. It turned into like a tech unicorn. It went from $100 million to like $2 billion. So mm-hmm. literal you know, definition of the unicorn, right? And one of the things that they did was they spent gobs and gobs of money, like a million dollars a month is was their marketing budget at one point to generate traffic through ad spend, SEO, this publication, this, you know, all these different areas. And it was a literal funnel. We would we'd meet in the marketing meetings because I was the sales leader. So I'd meet with my marketing leader and we'd look at this funnel and they would show this is the top of the ad spend. Here's where we spent all the money in these different areas. And here's how many leads came in. And so together, sales and marketing would go and say, hey, I spent $100,000 in this area, $300,000 in this area. And and I would report back and I go, well, out of all the 2,000 leads incoming I got this month, a half of them came for this amount. And they were like, oh, that's working. And I go, yeah, but they were the lowest converting, the smallest deals the lowest average size order. And this is, you know, tech business, a little more complex than one unit at a time. But it's the same principle that you're talking about because if I can, you know, cut $25,000 a month 
in marketing expense because all of a sudden Facebook ads, ad place is working well or Craigslist uh, is working really well. Then, I mean, you know, $25,000, what's the cap rate in your going, any one of your deals, what's the going cap rate right now in one of your markets, Arizona or whatever? Yeah, I'm at 4%. So, you know, we had a reversion of uh, 5.75. Now it's at 4%. So, yeah. So if I'm spending 25 grand, this is why it matters to the passive investors and also general partners. If somebody's spending $25,000 a month and they were able to cut it somehow, let's just say half of that, $12,500 a month in marketing budget, multiply it by 12, it's 150 grand divide by the cap rate. That's how you get the value. So Gary mentioned four with a reversion cap of five and something. Let's just put it at five. That's a $3 million bump that we saved by cutting this stuff. So it's like, it's not, these are big, big data points that we're talking about to shave a little bit here and there. One of those big areas marketing just by watching the numbers. All right. Yeah. So absolutely. And, and, uh, from an asset management standpoint, that that's asset management, Gary. So you're just you're all you're doing is looking through the your P and L, your expenses, and that just over and over and over again, and look for the trends. Yeah, and we we so our software we use uh, RealPage that connects to uh, Yardy Matrix with our property management company, and we built out all these KPIs. So uh, we're not even waiting for all those financials because we're we're seeing it on on a daily basis and and looking at. You know, it's whether it's graphs or chart, you know, it builds it out for us, which is fantastic. And we can go in at any point and, and look at, at different things. So let, let's talk about this because I'd like to learn a little bit too here on real page and Yardy Matrix, right? So our property managers, hey, they give us, we usually use third party. Do you all use third party property management too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're like, here's the access. You, we can see the reports. Yardy matrix. I don't. I don't think I have anything connected and automated. Give me this mindset. I think it was like five thousand dollars to set up, and then I think it's a dollar a unit per month. You know, if I have a hundred unit, you know, I'm I'm spending a hundred dollars a month, and I would make way more than that just because of the data points that I can see. So, yeah. you know, they they set it up, they connect it, and so you know, we worked on building out all the KPIs that we want to see. You know, they have like your basic ones, and then you know, things that we want to see. And so we're able to just go into it at any point and see, I think every night it gets updated. And so we can see and make more informed decisions. You know, when we have our weekly calls with our property management, we're not waiting a month to, to, to view things. We can see all these different different things and, and dive deeper too. Like when I say, you know, if we're looking at occupancy as a whole and it's, let's say, you know, 90%, oh, we need a lower rent maybe to boost rent. Well, maybe our one bedrooms were at ninety nine percent. So let's raise those rents and bring the two bedrooms that aren't performing well. And maybe it's just one type of two bedroom that's not performing well. We just lower that rent just just ten dollars, just a little tweak, and we could see a huge difference. And and we're just constantly monitoring, constantly tweaking that dial, you know, on a on a, on a weekly basis. Yeah, I love it, man. That that's so amazing. I love technology, especially when it serves us as opposed to feeding it. It feeds us. Yeah. And uh, that's that's what we want, man. Well, more automation, and then allows us to make better decisions, right? Just just like the tech company is spending a million dollars and cut a hundred here. Well, let, let's figure out how to raise the single units or bedrooms by an extra thirty, forty bucks a month, and we'll lay off on the other ones and we'll get them both filled. So that is great. I know we're coming up on time. I feel like we're just scratching the surface, Gary. So I think at some point. I'd love to, 
you know, have you in for, for one of our meetups and be like the guest presenter. Maybe you can walk us through some real page in the RD matrix and the all setup would be awesome. But before we go, you have uh, another summit coming up, right? So yeah. the dates, the times, how to get, you know, well, one, who do you want to, who do you want to attend? How do they reach you? What are the dates? Give us all the goodness. And, uh, We'll, we'll leave everyone there because you've got a week coming, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's good for passive investors that want to learn what good asset management is. It's good for uh, active investors as well. June 21st to June 27th, it's like three and a half hours a day. So it's, you know, it's over a week, but it's not, you know, it's not full day. So it's free, uh, which is great. You go to amsummit2021.com. We do have a VIP upgrade for $129 get all the recordings. You also have exclusive Q&A with uh, our amazing speakers. We have Tom Wheelwright talking about taxes. You know, Neil Bawa, data. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a data king. Hunter Thompson, Dan Hanford, Vina Jetty, Ashley Wilson. The list goes on. We have so many great speakers and there's no fluff. We're not selling anything. There's just really good content. And um, there'll be some networking. We use a WOBA app. So... It's free, like I said, to anyone at amsummit2021.com and register. And uh, that's uh, June 21st, it starts. All right. That's so awesome. Thank you very much for uh, sharing that with, with the group. And uh, anytime you have a free resource like that, uh, you know, many days, many multiple hours, there's a lot of uh, time, effort, and energy that goes into it. Thank you for giving back. Uh, thank you for you know, giving the information for free and, and putting it out there. A true, a true influencer putting the information out there, man. So thank you. Gary, is there anything we didn't get to talk about today that you really wanted to hit on? Anything we didn't cover? Or, you know? No, we covered it all. I do. We also do have a book coming out June 29th, Best in Class, How to Manage Your Multifamily Asset, Avoid Mistakes and Build Wealth Through Real Estate. So that'll be on Amazon. I think the first couple of days, it'll be like 99 cents for the, for the ebook. So if someone wants to you know, get uh, information on everything that uh, that we're doing. It's it's in that book, and uh, so we're really excited for that. Cool. T- uh, tell us about the book for for a couple of minutes, if you can, or you know, a couple yeah. seconds. Anyways. What what yeah. is it about? Yeah, yeah. We cover everything from the beginning of the deal all the way through the sale. So all you know, the whole journey. You know, from building a team, budgeting, uh, managing the manager. We talk about our KPIs, leasing, investor relations, the disposition. So. We we cover it all. It's like over 200 pages. It's not one of those like yeah you know ebooks that you can get you know when you sign up on some somebody's newsletter. We spent over a year writing this and and fine tuning it and editing it. You know, so it was it was a tough uh, you know putting putting everything there and and it forced us to be better too. Quite honestly, you know, so yeah. if we couldn't fully communicate something, then we knew we needed to be better at it and uh, and sought you know advice if we if we if we needed it. So. Um, uh, it's you know it's coming out uh, June 29th and hopefully hopefully it adds a ton of value to everyone as well. All right, we'll put that one on our bookshelf. We'll try to get the hardback and support, and then uh, that that's super awesome. So Gary, uh, it's been a pleasure. I I really appreciate your time and thanks for just you know being being so open and willing to uh, come on the podcast to share and then also share a lot more with the asset management mastery summit that we're excited to have and, and uh, wish you a lot of success in your business and God bless you, my friend. So uh, again, my name is Abel Pacheco. I'm your host for the five talents podcast. If you want other amazing guests like Gary, go 
uh, do a couple things for me. Go to our podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a written review. And then connect with Gary. Go sign up for their program. Tell them you heard us uh, on the Five Talents podcast, and I would be blessed, and it would be great to hear. And then uh, you know, just continue uh, plugging in. We look forward to having you. If anybody has questions, reach out to Gary or I. Happy to help you get started in this business. So thanks a lot, Gary. Thanks for having me, Abel. Had a great time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Five Talents Podcast with your host, myself, Abel Pacheco. Each week, we're going to bring you interviews from industry experts and commercial real estate investors who followed their dreams and achieved massive success. Before you leave, let me ask you a few questions. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you learn something valuable? Was your mind stretched to what's possible and what you can achieve? Do you want other experts just like the one you heard today? If you answered yes to any or all of those questions, then please take a moment to subscribe to the Five Talents Podcast, give us a five-star rating, and most importantly, leave us a written review. Tell us what you liked, tell us your favorite guests, give us any feedback. I'm excited to learn and improve so you can get a more valuable show. So thank you again for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast.